love me, you don't even have to like me, but you will respect me. You know why? Cause I'm a boss. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. We've got Mikey back in the studio. It is time to do the part two. Let's rumble. Don't turn down the opportunities in a downturn. Is Absolutely. That, that's, yeah, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, and, and this one uh, is off the back of um, a Zoom meeting that I did with a guy in the States, which was really interesting. Mm. He did not hold back. Really? Yeah, Patrick Bet David. Um, some people will know his channels on YouTube. He's got a channel called Value Tame, and he's got a podcast. He's got all of it. So, really interesting guy. He um, is in the insurance insurance industry over there. He's got twenty thousand insurance agents, which are like life insurance and stuff like that. It's a big industry over there. Um, he built it up from nothing, so it's a good guy to learn from. Yeah, like that. I like mm. learning from people that have uh, yeah built from scratch. So we went through last time my kind of things that I'm thinking about when we go into a recession, and you've got a list for us that you're going to take us through. Yeah, so I just took some notes from from this um, meeting that I had with him, and like this will probably trigger some people, but he was, yeah, hardcore, and it was like, right, there's, he said anticipate a crash, yeah. basically. So expect it, get your head around it, know that it's here or coming or whatever, and then how to handle it. And... Um, I think one of the first things that he pointed out is he went through all of the previous crashes, recessions, all of that kind of stuff, and the biggest one of all was the Great Depression um, at the end of the 20s or whenever it was, and that one lasted 34 months. Wow. And it was an 89% market drop. Shit. <laughs> yeah, get that in Fucking yeah. brutal. <laughs> um, and he said even at the end of that, the period afterwards was 10 years of growth. Wow. So basically that was the the start of the thing and he went through each different one and um, he said, look, if you can get through this period, we're going to rip out the other side Yeah, and it should be a good one. So, yeah. Yeah, so I was ready for that. I yeah. guess that, that they are all followed by a big boom, aren't they? Recessions and downturns. Yeah, well, everything deleverages, all bad debts get paid back or or wiped and everything starts again and human human productivity kicks in and away we go, you know. It, it reallocates the resources to where the economy and market needs it the most, right? Yeah. So like people that have been making a shit ton of money uh, but with a pretty poor business may not anymore so then they can't afford to hire that person that they didn't really need. They end up going and working in a place that's probably better for them to be working, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> he went fewer through th- a Few, uh, through, I don't even know how to say it. There are a few, a few things. things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and a couple of them here, I mean, he said, right, it's time to get serious about a business plan. He's talking to self-employed people. Yeah. Um, but this would be the same as um, if you're employed by someone and you want to move up the company or whatever or make a plan, be serious about it, write it down, get it sorted. Um, <clears throat> become the best in class. Oh, so, yeah. like, no second best. Yeah become the best. If there's someone that you think is better at you than what they're doing, learn what they're doing and make sure you beat them. Yeah. Um, basically take them out. 
Take them out. Yeah. <laughs> Number one spot. Um, and, you know, monetize fear and play opposites. Oh, yeah. So, and he was talking quite a lot about real estate over there. He thinks that the real estate market's probably going to take a 20 to 30% dive. Yeah. Um, he said, stay clear of large real estate deals. Um, if, if you really need a house, he's saying, if you can hang on for 18 months, just try and do that. Um, because he reckons there's a bit of carnage. This is all US-based, by the way. Yeah. Um, so stay away from that. Monetize the fear. Play the opposites. And what he means by that is everyone's going to be panicking. Like we talked about this last week, the the crypto and Bitcoin and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's going to zero at the moment. Yeah. But if you think that it won't, and in 10 years that it might be around, what he's saying is there's going to be an opportunity to buy cheap shit. Um, yeah. What he, he used an example of... Uh, limited edition collectible baseball cards. Okay. And <clears throat> they've obviously, it's like a fine arts market over there almost. And he said pre-COVID uh, 2018, actually, I think it was, that he was sort of anticipating a recession then. And as it was getting, when COVID came around, he bought a special card for $400,000. And then in the height of the market last year, he sold it for $2.1 million. Shit. Um and he, he, you could see him, he understands that market, like he really likes these cards, it's yeah. one of his things, but he also understands that he can take the market for a ride when it's doing good, and that's what he did. Yeah, nice. Um, and he's basically saying, take that attitude and do that stuff now. Yeah. Um, get ready and be ready for it. So, Interestingly, I just come from a meeting where the person was basically explaining that they are thinking about selling their house, and they are like, oh, the, the wife is saying to them, to the husband like oh we've missed the missed the the height though so maybe we should just not sell it and he's like but we've made a million dollars so let's just take the million and be fucking happy Mm. yeah I mean yeah it's everyone's in a different scenario yeah I mean it's really hard to that's over a long time period too but um yeah it's interesting how I mean like for me my probably lesson looking back is to actually take some profits as we spoke about on the last Mm. pod and actually yeah, sell some stuff and go, eh, I'm pretty happy with that gain. Yeah, then, I mean, I, I did an Instagram post the other day about timing the bottom and um, how it's impossible. Yeah. And it's also impossible to time the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, you need to consider what you, what you value more, having a lump of cash out at a certain time and yeah. versus, you know. With my crypto stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay 39% tax on these gains as well. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, bugger it. Like, Let's drop more than that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down, I think, 40% in the last five days. It might be 20%. Just, uh, yeah, 17.57% Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> ugly. It is ugly out there. It is it real is ugly. Um, one of the things he kept sort of uh, pumping down everyone's throats was lazy, over-leveraged, and entitled will be filtered, filtered out. Stay in student mode, student mode, and and basically keep getting better. Mean, um, and you know it's easy to say that stuff, but yeah, it, you really that comes back to best in class, right? Yeah. Um. So I mean, it <clears throat> it's a really hard thing when you see, oh shit, the market's turning to shit. Yeah. What like oh it's going to be bad for a year or two. Like there's no point in doing anything. Um, but this is when you can compound yourself and, and returns on whatever you're up to, right? Mm. Um, I just like said to myself, I knew this was coming. I was like, man, I'm going to double my market share. Yeah, nice. You know, so 
and then get to work on how to do that. Yeah. Um, so you've got your goal, your desired outcome, and now you've got to build a plan effectively of like these are the steps I need to take in order to be able to do that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know it might be a period that it, it may not return in terms of revenue terms. Yeah. But if I can basically grow the base of people that I work with and double my network um, and my client list, then basically out the other side, I'll get paid big. And you've started on some LinkedIn as well this weekend. See that? Good man. Yeah. So go and find Mikey on uh, LinkedIn and connect with him. I've um, <clears throat> made a commitment that I'm going hard on the social media over the next year. Good man. So we'll see how that goes because I'm not a good social media person. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of comes to, you're like, hey, that's the, probably the bottom of your list, eh? You're like, ah. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. When I go into Facebook, I can't remember my passwords. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, so it's definitely down the bottom of the list. But I think as well, just on that kind of theme as well, I think if you can get yourself to a point where you are not as worried about rejection, then it's good. Like I've spent some time on the weekend texting some of our clients who haven't done Google reviews for us. That's something that we need to increase, and so that's on our business plan. So I'm like, okay, to actually do that, I need to say, hey, can you do one? Uh, You've done one for us, but some of our clients haven't, and I've texted them, and I just don't hear anything back. But I'm not like, Ah uh, man, like this is weird, or I just I just don't care, don't care. I I don't really care if they don't do it. Nah. But, but I think years ago I would have been like, oh, you know, now this is awkward because I've texted them and they haven't. But I just don't think about any of that shit. I'm just like, if they do it, outstanding. If they don't, who cares? Like mm. they probably can't be fucked, and that's you know up to them. Fair enough. Yeah. But some people are like, oh my god, yes, like I'll do it for you right now. And what they say, I'm like, holy shit, it's awesome. Mm. But yeah, if you can get to a point where you don't care as much about what your nose are or getting rejected and just strip all the emotion out like the outcome is either I get a review I don't get a review I'm not like oh shit now it's weird when I text them the next time when I'm actually needing to help them with something I just no no thinking like that I think that's the same with um, like social media you're worried about posting something because you might get a negative comment or yeah. something along those lines right but <clears throat> inevitable the fact is is that you're going to get them anyway yeah just get a thicker skin I think it hurt I think it, it, it hurts people more because it's written down yeah. Like if you saw some of the things that is written down under posts and things, um, if they were said to you in the street, you'd probably just brush it off. Yeah. So just brush it off. I, I just comment back with sarcasm or yeah, or laugh, like try and make a laugh out of it, and it pisses them off more, and then yeah. you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put, uh, yeah. I always try to put heaps of positivity. Sometimes I end up getting wound up and just. Yeah, I I probably go less with the positivity and more with the, <laughs> let's turn this into a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Competitive lad. Um, <clears throat> he was talking about uh, if you've got a company and people, he's basically cut the fat and don't tolerate <laughs> negative constant behaviour. Complaining is like a virus. And so in a, in a company environment, obviously, he's talking about once you've got one person that's whinging and moaning and slack and... Yeah, um, that starts breeding when they're chatting at the water cooler, and it's not a time for that. Like you have to be able to maintain the the company values, keep moving forward, and remember why you're there. I mean, I really like that one. Um, Just to interject there, mate, this dude was telling me today about how when he was growing up, his family had a rule in the house, the three C's, and they were no complaining, no criticism, and no comparison. So if any of the kids got Court comparison's a good one. Yeah, yeah, doing that, then basically it was like called out, and it's like we don't do that in this household. Mm. Epic, eh? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, the comparison one's good, eh? Because if you 
start comparing yourself to others, you'll forever be disappointed. Yes, it's a thief of joy, the old comparison. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> find your running mates. So what he was saying there is uh, it's a great time to find someone of a similar mindset, um, people that want to be on the path that you want to be on, whether it's a team, a spouse, a, a staff member, whatever. Mm. Um, it's a time to pick up those because during these times the, the cream will rise to the top and you'll be able to spot them easier. Um, <clears throat> what's that one there? can't even read my writing. Ah, increase the level of urgency. Oh, yeah. So what he was going on about there was basically it was all, all company-based. So he's like, right, the company has these goals. We are chasing them. The market is rough out there. We need to go harder. Yeah. And it was, yeah, that was it pretty much. I like keep, it. Keep, keep a Shoshin mentality, he called it. Yeah. A Shoshin mentality is basically um, I'm a beginner and constantly learn. Okay. And keep driving. When you think you know something, on to the next thing, learn more. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, that was a, a bit of a summary about what he t- talked about. I, um, I'm a bit worried about the avoid major real estate deals for the mortgage business, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, got a pretty, pretty heavy position in that space. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, like I'm, I've got a, a goal where I want to buy a big commercial building, right? So I can basically have that as one of my main assets for when I'm older. And, you know, yeah. I was probably going to do that soon, but I might wait. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. Um, and then, yeah, serious business plan. I do that with you guys at Next Advisory. So, yep. yeah, we've, I've ticked off a few of these. But it's, I think the main one that's really important to, to understand if it does get tough is that the Great Depression was 34 months old. 90% of the market fell away, but it was followed by a 10-year period of growth. Shit, how good. I think that's one yeah. of the most important takeaways because we forget about those stats. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's... I think writing things down is so good for you. It helps your brain process it as well. So maybe for you, it might not be, you might not have a business, it might be just about your career or where you want to get to and just actually write some things down and then go, okay, how, like, how am I going to do this? Or it could be, I need to pay off my credit card. Okay, how could I do this? And then add in some urgency. Okay, it's not going to be 12 months. I'm going to try to do it in six months. Like who do you need to become in order to be able to do that? Yeah, 100%. I think just um, try and accelerate everything by half, eh? Yeah. And, and double down and, and get it out of the way. I, another interesting point that I've got here that um, <clears throat> he was really big on, and it's, you know, we talk about the the slang that gets thrown around around cash, and it's um, cash is king, not cash is trash. Yeah, so yeah. So obviously everyone's hearing about inflation, and if you've got dollars, they're basically losing value sitting in a bank account. Um, he said... Cash is trash is a term for investors that are protecting wealth. Yeah. Cash is king is for people on the street and business owners and, you know, you want a rock-solid balance sheet and you want to be protected if a rough time comes and be able to buy up these assets that people think are toxic but aren't. Yeah. Um, So that was interesting. He was basically like, stack as much as you can. Wow. Get ready to take an opportunity. I like old G-Cardone, his one cash flow is king mm. you know when you've got actually cash like flowing through something yeah. yeah well that's that's the ultimate right yeah you've got something spitting out dollars to you um constantly and it gets to a point where you can't spend it really then you've won yeah so yeah really really interesting zoom um you can actually find it on the internet now it got marketed to me as the first five thousand people that sign up 
um, will be let in, and I was one of them, and then it was released on YouTube the next day, so I didn't have to get up <laughs> at 5am for American Zoom times <laughs> to watch Stitch it, but, uh, but yeah, it was bloody good, and yeah, I think um, so take, take what you want out of it and give it heaps. Yeah, love it. Let's try and find it, because it's Patrick Bet David. Yeah. And it's Valuetainment, and if you go, there is a video called Warning, the biggest market crash of our generation is coming, I think. I think yep. that's that's what it is. Eh? It's, it's about 50 minutes. Yep. Yeah, he, he's got some really good content. I uh, I enjoy his stuff. He, he, you sent me a good one today, The Dirty Secret About Experts Revealed. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he's basically calling out the over there, like we've got the Minister of Debt, Grant Robertson, and... Um, you know, we've got a treasury here that doesn't really get any media attention, but then the Reserve Bank and stuff, he's basically calling out their American versions of those and saying that they're all full of shit, this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> Which they were. They, they mean, were. They, so lied to, they lied to everyone about, well, yeah. they lied or didn't know. Um, How could they coming. be that stupid, though? You know, with That's that many job. people, yeah. yeah. With that yeah. many people employed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there are a lot of people that knew that inflation was coming this time with with that money printer, so yeah, um, I don't know. Who knows? He calls them out. He says, and he, he actually ties it back to the, this video, this Zoom. So go and watch both. It's really interesting. He's probably one of my favorite um, content sort of guys to listen to. He does various different things, but he's got a, he's just turned Valuetainment back on actually. But he's got a lot of stuff from like four or five years ago about business structure and yeah, um, how to scale and. You know, things like that. So it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, he's been bloody consistent, hey, for a long time, putting out uh, a stack of content, which is, is yeah, always his, good to see. his work ethic is fucking evident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he I, smashes it. Speaking of, mate, I saw Tom Bilyeu, you know, I think that's how you pronounce his name, the guy who's, um, he's got, I can't remember what his channel was called, but he, he, on a recent podcast he did, he was explaining how he's been working 120 hours a week for the last nine months. So once he discovered the NFT rabbit hole... He's gone down there, and he's like, I've just spent like every hour I have working on it. Wow, like, fuck, 120 hours. That's a um a big commitment. That's more than me, eh? Yeah, that is a lot of time. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, eh? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was like, fuck. He's okay, probably rich as now. Yeah, well, yeah. I think he was already a billionaire. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's a billionaire actually, but uh, yeah, but he probably will end up being with yeah that sort of effort. But um, it made me think like. Oh, I, I think I've got a pretty good work ethic, and then I hear that, and I think, shit, that's uh, that is. Yeah, grunty. I mean, that's why you don't compare to other people, right? Because, yeah. Like I think I work hard, but there's always someone out there that works harder than you. Yeah, I like they're putting some urgency around things. Like there's, I can't remember who talks about this. So it could be Ed Milet talking about how, or it might even be Tony Robbins or someone. They talk about how. If you give yourself like an unrealistic time frame, Tony Robbins, this one, yeah, yeah, and if you can achieve it, you basically reset your thermostat of how quickly you can actually do shit, and you realise like, oh fuck, I've just been pissing around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's got that quote that's something along the lines of, um, "Everyone's disappointed they can't reach all of their goals in one year, but they're surprised what they can reach when they get to ten or whatever." Yeah, yeah, something like that, and it's, it's true, like. I mean, I've done it. I've written down my goals, put targets in place and, and things and had time frames on them. And like 18 months ago, I cut them in half. Yeah, it's like, pretty oh, epic, eh? Yeah, it's cool. Um, one of our yeah plans was to was to hire a senior accountant for next advisory this year and we did it in the first quarter. And now we're like, yeah, probably need an intermediate as well. So 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to speed things up. I was actually just trying to get the email that we got sent this morning, mate. But I uh, wasn't from Celsius, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Update team. I've still lost my twenty grand of crypto on the Celsius platform. So if anyone wants to donate me twenty k, that'd be great. Uh, no, from Jenna saying thank you, but I, it's not loading on my bloody phone. But I, I sent it over to you. It's oh, the oh mate, we have to read this out. This was so cool. Yeah, I don't think it's I've got those emails day. on here. Uh, where are oh, we? I might be able to read it off Instagram because I put it on Instagram. Here you go. Oh, good man. So they said, thank you. Hey, look, I just wanted to say a massive thanks for your epic content on Keep the Change. As a result of listening to your podcast episodes plus reading your emails, you've given me the nudge I needed. Do you, are you familiar with the term nudge economics? Nudge economics. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, I think the best way to explain it is, you know when you go to the like a urinal and there'll be a target and it's to try and... Get oh, you yeah. to yeah it's aim a good for way to that. Explain it. Yeah, put a little f- picture of a fly. Yeah, so like <laughs> nudges you in the right direction. So that's um, the chicks won't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, ladies, if you haven't been into a men's urinal, but we got very poor aim. <laughs> so they try and get people to aim it uh, directly at something like a little sticker, and then uh, it's going to have less leakage on the floor and things like that. But yeah, nudge economics. A mate of mine was telling me about it the other week. Now your content plus advice has encouraged me to get on with life as we buckle up on this wild roller coaster ride. I've especially loved your yarns with Mikey, just keeping things so real with super helpful hints. About two months ago, I approached my boss with an idea of a way for me to earn some extra dollars and add value to my workplace. How good, like they've actually implemented what we talk about. Awesome, you know, mate. Don't just go, oh, give me a pay rise. They're actually thinking, how can I add value back into this workplace? Now they are now earning just under another $100 a week. That's five grand a year. I'm able to work those extra hours from home and subsequently don't have to pay extra travel petrol costs. Bonus. In my spare time, I've also been working on getting my side hustle up and going. I create prints and have just launched my website online store. I've also now got my work stocked in a couple of homeware stores that hopefully the boomers will continue to enjoy shopping at, even as purse strings are tightening everywhere. Fuck so they get yes. it, you know? This is Jenna. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Jenna. What a legend. Yeah, how good is that? Oh, mate. It's just like, it makes me so happy to hear that kind of thing, eh? Yeah. Just a, a little... Little new capitalist join the world, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know it's those types of things where you go like, oh, this is fucking worth it, you know? Oh, and mate, that's so cool. We're Good here on, on a it's so cool to see a Sunday at five o'clock at night recording this because of people like this that actually take action and do shit. Uh, and we're going to do a pod on do you deserve do you deserve your success? So I'll save some of the chat for that. But recently, you know, I saw I think it was Colonel Wealth of a post uh, probably listening to my 30 and 30 where they were saying, oh, you can't just save 40% of, or don't tell someone to just save 40% of their income. Don't tell someone to just start a side hustle to just like four things that I basically suggest to do. Um, but it's, that's very, sh- right. if that was directed at me, it's probably not. I'm probably thinking more important than what I am. Because that's how you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, Jenna's a product of the shit working. Bingo. And like, yeah. how cool is that to see that? Rather yeah, than just seeing starting. someone being like, oh, this is too hard. I can't get out of it. Like, yeah. That's, fuck. Yeah. That's the ultimate. So, so, you know, and what, the things that Mike and I talk about, you know, you might not be able to implement all of them, but like these are things that actually work for people and they are going to help you have a better life. And it's really, it comes down to whether you want to take action on the shit or not. Do I want to sit there and fucking message some clients on a Saturday and ask them to do a Google review. Like, yeah, because I'm a bit of a sicko. Like, I do it. <laughs> but, like, there's other things I'd probably prefer to be doing. Uh, but you've got to actually take action and do the things. Otherwise, things don't happen. And I, I like in there, mate, you talk about, 
have running mates and you know, a lot of the, the clients we work with, they the best ones, they love the accountability and they don't come in here and make excuses. They've either done shit or they haven't and they are here for the accountability. Yeah. And when you can get yourself to that position, you're going to be more likely to actually get shit done. So, yeah. you know, share your goals and desires and things with your partner or other people and be like, I need you to check in with me and be like, how are you going with that? Yeah, yeah. You want to have a few people that understand what page you're on and what page you want to get to. Um, and hit that race with them, and just yeah, it's a it's a good way to go, you know. You, yeah. You'll find them; they're there, they're there. Not everyone's um, looking forward to the three hundred and fifty dollar payment that's coming from the government. There's other people out there that are like, "Fuck this! I'll do it on my own and let's roll." Yeah. So there's a Keep the Change Facebook group. There's a community of people who listen to this. You can use that post shit in there and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, or how has someone tackled this before? Yeah, when people have posted in there, normally people jump straight on and, and jump in, so feel free to, eh? Yeah. It's cool. People want to help other people. Well, mate, some good stuff in there. Thank you for sharing those notes that you've now remembered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because when we went to do this the other day, you'd leave your pad at home. But, uh, I mean, I'm not perfect because I was late today. You were going to tell people that uh, you're never late. Is That's that so- true. There's only three things in life, guys, um, that are guaranteed. One of them's death, one of them's taxes. The other one's Mikey never being late. Good man. Yeah. I uh, I was late today, but I try to be very punctual. Um, and it's just like a standard I sort of live by. I think people notice it too. Like To be fair, you got here at like 4.31. <laughs> <laughs> I when people book into my calendar to ring for me to ring them, like I fucking ring them like bang on. Yeah, it changing from sets three thirty at three twenty nine. Three twenty nine to hit the go button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've had people comment like, "Is is this automated?" And I'm like, "Now nah. they're like, geez, it's just gone three thirty. Whatever. They're obviously like waiting. I think when you're busy and you stack your calendar, things almost have to be like that. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't fit it back in. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Start practicing for that. Yeah, maybe um, you know, it's something I've done some work on is just to think about the person you want to be, not just through a recession, but just in life. Like, do you do you want to be late, and do you do you think that's okay? Mm. Uh, do you want to be known for that, or do you want to actually go? You know what? Like, fuck! How did I let myself become that person? You yeah, know, all oh. the recession is is a is a time to practice that heavily, and then get the compounding effects out of it a quicker way. Yeah. So it's just a big opportunity. I was just talking, talking with a mental skills coach earlier, mate, and they were telling me about how a, uh, a team are looking to bring someone into the team, and it's probably going to be like a, a multi, multi, multi-million dollar investment for them, mm. and it's a young person, and they were interviewing them, and the mental skills coach was handed the floor, hey, what have you got to ask? And he just asked the kid, um, are you good? And the kid was like, yeah, 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 I'm good. And he was like, why are you good? Couldn't answer it. And he's like, I'm looking for, in that moment, I'm looking for whether they're going to take, like, can they give me processes of why they're good? Mm. But really, it's about ownership. So I'm trying to test, does he have ownership of his success? Because if he doesn't know what makes him good or why he's good, if those things go away mm. that he doesn't realise, this is not a good investment to no, have in our team. Interesting, yeah. where someone gets under pressure and it folds, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, she said, as an example, you know, he's had team members who their, their stability is all based around their family and they don't know that then, like, someone leaves mm. or dies in the family and bang, like, everything comes undone because mm. they haven't realised, like, fuck, this is what keeps me yeah, really yeah, stable. Yeah. Or they move and have to play in a different environment 
and they can't do it. They can't perform. Fuck. So you said psychology at another level. Yeah, um, and we do this with clients a lot. Like, if things have been working well for you, like go back to those periods and go, okay, what was I doing? Yeah, well, it's one of the reasons why, while I've been trying to grow and open this business, why I've got rid of my house and mortgage, right? Yeah. Same thing, because I took away a weakness out of me, so, like, if anything happened, I don't have another issue to fall back on. Yeah. And the house of cards falls down. So, I remove that from my plan B. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, it's not something that can worry me. And, I mean, it's worked out good for me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so maybe there's times where you've, uh, you know, maybe think as well, that you look at this last year where the market was booming, right? And I know the things that I was doing was allowing me to drop out cash to then buy investments. But now the market's going the other way. Well, I can't control one of those things, but I can control the other. Mm. So I'm still chasing Google reviews, following up leads, buying fucking leads. I'm, I'm doing all sorts of shit. Yeah, mate. Because I know that it works. So I'm like, well, I can't really control whether my Heartland shares are going up or down, but I can control if I drop out cash out of the bottom of the business to then go and be able to afford to buy some. So 100%. think about what you can do and what you can control. And when you've had times in life where it's been really humming for you and working well, it might even be in relationships or whatever and go, you know what, I need to do that. And I think it might be Tony Robbins around relationships. He says, you know, go back to what you were doing when you first started dating. And that's how you basically can like re-spark a, a relationship because cool. slowly we stop doing those things. A little confident practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Righto, good stuff, mate. Uh, let's uh, rip into another. Um, shout out to Jenna. Thank you for sending yeah, that good email. Shit, Jenna. Really, really cool to see that. Yeah, we love that. Righto, Khalees Bossy to take us back out. Be a boss out there. Get some shit done. Oh, there he is. He's another lead. 